Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. It's Friday, July 16th, and once again, this week has been an active one for narrow-body freighter aircraft transactions. Jeff, Lessor BBAM firmed up an order for 12 more 737-800 BCF conversions with Boeing, growing total program orders and commitments for the type to 31 units. This comes just days after Aero Capital Solutions increased its orders for 737-800 SF conversions with Aeronautical Engineers, Inc. to 21 aircraft. Combined with existing orders from lessors and operators, we're going to see a lot of 737-NGs go through conversion. So both BBAM and Aero Capital Solutions have taken redelivery of some of these aircraft, some of these freighters on, on order. Jeff, what do we know so far about the operators taking up the freighters from these lessors? Well, BBAM delivered two on these to China Postal Airlines in 2019. Uh, by the way, those two aircraft, it has now sold those two aircraft to ICBC Aviation Leasing. But um, then in 2020, they ordered three conversions, the first of which was the first to go through conversion at Gamaco in, in Guangzhou. That aircraft went to World Cargo Airlines in Malaysia. The second one went to China Central Longhao Airlines. Um, and so the third one, I think they're converting this year. But in January this year, they announced another order for six firm conversions and six options. And, you know, now they have this new order, so they haven't even completed the previous orders yet. Um, and they're already placing more. And I think that just speaks to the slot um, issues that we have been discussing for a while now. Um, and same thing with Aero Capital Solutions. I mean, they they placed orders last year and they only have one in service so far with Georgian Airways, um, but we know that they have a couple more in the way that uh, have either completed or are nearing completion. Um, but yes, they, um, they, the lessors just keep adding more and more orders to the pipeline. Um, and I'm sure, you know, China is very much on their minds. Um, and it, after the US, it's the second largest market so far with um, 737-800 freighters or 737-NG freighters in service. But this week we looked at the fleet that is currently in service with operators based in China. And there are only 11 737-NG freighters in service with three Chinese carriers. And that does seem a bit on the low side, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does for for this point in time, especially if we go back uh, to February 2016, around that time when uh, Boeing first launched its 737-800 BCF program. Uh, it really seemed like at the time there was uh, great interest from from Chinese operators, and I, I'm not saying that has that has necessarily changed, but uh, uh, the the timing certainly is not what I would have expected. Uh, I actually attended Boeing's launch event for for the 77800 BCF program 
at their Shanghai Aviation Services facility uh, in, in Shanghai. And, uh, you know, this was an event attended by um, the major uh, express carriers in China, YTO, um, China Postal Airlines, and SF Express, uh, with each of those operators placing orders and, and options um, with, with 10 each, 10 orders each from YTO and China Postal Airlines, and then uh, an order for an unknown quantity from SF Express, which uh, the airline component of which does operate China's largest freighter fleet uh, at, at the moment and, and by, by a significant margin. And in the three years since the, the first 737-800 BCF has been certified and delivered, uh, China Postal Airlines has been the only carrier among the three launch operators based in China to add the type. That's interesting. And I think even um, it's not just China. I think, um, for example, LAS Cargo in Colombia, they were one of the earlier or they were one of the launch uh, customers, but they also haven't yet sent any aircraft for, for, conver for conversion. And they, they, I think recently they said they would postpone that to, to next year. But, you know, why are we seeing this? Yeah, so I mean, I think the last example is is maybe a bit different there. It's certainly, I mean, the the common factor is that you know I expect many of these operators will eventually take take the type. When I look at China, they're really uh, and and the operators in the market, they're are really a combination of of factors at play here. I I think the obvious being that seventy seven eight hundred feedstock was pricey and difficult to find when 737-800 conversions first hit the market. Obviously the passenger replacement type for this aircraft, the 737 MAX was grounded for more than a year between March 2019 and November 2020. Um, and then we've also seen a, a shift in the development and trajectory of express networks operated by uh, uh, Chinese carriers. Uh, and so uh, initially, there, there was a, a focus on on short haul domestic routes and the nine pallet 737-300 classic freighter with a range of uh, 1,700 nautical miles or so was uh, was extremely popular for many of those those domestic routes. So if we look back at uh, just as recently as, as 2018, uh, there were 54 737-300s in service with Chinese operators. So it was very it was the most popular type. And increasingly over the past four years or so, we've seen carriers and express networks look beyond domestic China to nearby, uh, mostly nearby international destinations. Uh, and so this is this is partially why we've seen you know, many operators take interest in the, the 15 pallet 757-200 freighters with a slightly longer range of uh, 2,400 nautical miles or so, uh, which which has been suitable for opening up some of these longer routes. Uh, the 757-200 is now the country's most widely utilized freighter. And you know, while, while feedstock for the 757 is available, carriers like YTO and SF continue to add the type. Of course, that's, that's not going to continue indefinitely. There will be a transition. But really compared to the 737-300, the, the 800 does narrow the gap. Uh, with the 757 in terms of range and and capacity, 
uh, with 11 main deck positions in a range of, of 2,000 nautical miles. And since there are a total of uh, 57, 77 classics, we get mostly the 300s operating uh, within the, the fleets based in, in mainland China. You know, we, we do expect many of those to be replaced and operators have told us that they will likely uh, be replaced uh, by, by 700, 800s. Uh, however, SF and YTO, uh, for now at least, are, are prioritizing the addition of, of 757 and 767 freighters. So uh, again, I, I don't think it's a matter of if as much as it's a matter of, of when we're going to see uh, the adoption of the uh, 77 NG freighters accelerate in China. And for now, you know, China Postal uh, and, and Longhao are are on that path. And uh, yeah, eventually we'll see. I expect we'll see we'll see others make the move. I think that's right. I mean, with the large classic fleet, uh, like you were saying, we will eventually see NGs moving in or NGs moving in. But it, it is interesting, the different carriers and their strategies um, and what that means for both 737 freighters and 757s and uh, 767s too. But um, definitely an interesting and fast moving market when it comes to freighters, both production and conversions. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Cargofax Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out cargofax.com and search Cargofax Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. Mm-hmm.